This is the Chicago Podcast Network. These women, the woman on the plane, the woman, I think they want either fame or her campaign did it. And I think it's her campaign because what I saw, what they did, which is a criminal act, by the way, where they're telling people to go out and start fistfights and start violence. And I'll tell you what, in particular in Chicago, people were hurt and people could have been killed in that riot. And that was now all on tape, started by her. I believe, Chris, that she got these people to step forward. If it wasn't, they get their 10 minutes of fame. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that clip and uh, what we'll be talking about tonight is from, well, as they've built it, Trump Clinton round three fight. Sorry, I had to do it. I've been waiting to do it for two podcasts, ladies and gentlemen. This is out front with AJ and Nick. You can find us on Facebook, Chicago Podcast Network. You can find us on Twitter, Shytown Podcast One. And you can email us on Gmail, Chicago Podcast Network at gmail.com. I, as I said, I'm Nick Serranos, joined over the interwebs and Skype by my good buddy, AJ Signeri. AJ, deep breaths, buddy. I need you to focus. It wasn't a nightmare. You watched a debate. Breathe. How you doing? You know, Nick, it's nice like this. I kind of <laughs> sometimes wish that never happened. So it's AJ Knights. Mm. Oh, it's definitely Knights. All right, folks. Well, AJ's pouring himself one. I myself have a nice whiskey going. We are here, ladies and gentlemen, to discuss the third final debate in the ever- worsening war between the Hillary Clinton campaign and the Donald Trump clusterfuck from hell. And AJ, I'm going to tell you something that you're not going to like. Is this the worst thing possible that could have happened for the whole world? I think Donald Trump won this debate. You know, um, it's funny you say that because before we were about to record this, I just heard, uh, you know, not my favorite um, commentator Chris Matthews, and he kind of said the same thing. And, um, you know, looking over some of the fact-checking sites on New York Times and a few other places, and they're kind of checking out things that Trump said and what Hillary said. And um, they, too, are kind of edging on Trump's side as well. And, you know, I, and I heard a debate... In the ra- on the radio, and when I got here, watching on TV, and, and I gotta say, I mean, I don't know if it was him, I don't know if someone just grabbed him by the suit and threw him against the wall and just said, this is how we're gonna do it in the third debate, if you're not gonna like it, then go fuck yourself. Because I think that's what really happened, because if I was... One of Trump's inner circle people, that's what I would have done after the town hall that happened. I would have just grabbed him by the suit, excuse me, and thrown him against the wall and saying, we're going to play it our way for this third debate because you're jackass. You're not gaining any ground. So shut the fuck up and actually do the third one and actually get some votes. It's funny you put it that way, but here, here's, here's what happened with me with this whole deal. Donald Trump came out tonight, and you say that you think somebody talked him into it. I don't know, man. I don't know if, if this is 
here's the thing about a Donald Trump, okay? To get to where he got, to make all the money he claims to have made, and if he's as dirty and crooked as we all seem to think that he is, there is an intelligence there. There's a schemer there. And there isn't part of me that wonders if he has been... I don't know, man. That that. Here's the thing about tonight's debate. He actually looked like he belonged there. It was the first time this entire campaign he looked like he belonged on the same stage as her. Um, and that, in and of itself, is a huge win for him. I don't know if getting coached backstage can have that much of a dramatic effect on this guy. Maybe you're right. Maybe somebody did it. Hell, maybe... Maybe Mike Pence walked in with his Indiana contingent of friends who like to wear hoods, and they just looked at him and said, look, do the, you're going to do what we say, or we're going to, I don't know. It had to be a threat to him, because he wouldn't care if they threatened his kids. So, I, I don't even know. I just We're going to cut off what remains of your balls? What, what the hell? Well, that's the thing, and again, I mean, I, I would love to fantasize a notion that, like I said, someone actually got very aggressive with him after the second um, town hall debate. Again, whatever the fuck that was, we saw <clears throat> on TV. And, you know, if someone had the cojones to say, and your VP candidate is doing better than you, <laughs> um, I would take offense to that, quite honestly, especially when Trump chosen Pence because he knew Pence is the person that he needed to make him look human. Okay. And he even did he he didn't even do that after the second town hall debate clusterfuck whatever the hell that was. Um and then the then the series of things that Pence had done, you know, making him more presidential during the vice presidential the vice presidential debate, um, a few interviews, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, if one of my senior staff told me that my VP candidate looks more presidential than me, I mean, I, I would have to think twice. But again, that's my fantasy. And that's all I want to think about Trump in that way. <laughs> because you don't want to give him the, say, satisfaction or credit of having done this just on his own skill and merit. No, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I really do hope that it all of this was on him. I really do, um, I, because I really wanted to see what an actual Trump looks like when it comes to decorum and respecting, or at least appreciating, um, discourse. That's all I wanted to see. I can care less. Anything that comes out of his mouth is true or not. I can care less about anything about him. But as long as you are, you know, respecting decorum, listening to the other side, providing a counterpoint or whatever is happening, that's all I ask from him. And he kind of did that, you know, um, I would love to give him credit, but again, I mean, the things I've seen with him up to this point and episodes from Celebrity Apprentice and everything, um, I'm just not going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Fair enough. 
I, I mean, it's got to be something. I, he, all right, I took a lot of notes, and I want to break down some of this because we're doing this the night of, ladies and gentlemen, and we're nothing if not professional. Uh, here's the thing. I, before we actually really get into this, I do want to say this. Of the three debates that we had, you got to give up uh, at least, as much as I hate the guy, uh, nor, I don't hate the guy normally. He's like the one thing normally on Fox News, uh, or at least like semi-sane, and that is Chris Wall or Mike Wallace, and he he was great as a moderator. I mean, you got to give him credit. You might hate the organization he works for and some of the stuff that he believes, but what do you think, AJ? I think he was the the main breakaway from the debate tonight. Is what can happen if you have a moderator who is actually doing his job? And I think that that really started with the very first question. I think that everyone in the world including Hillary and Trump, were ready for the first question to be about the allegations against him. Because mm-hmm. that, that's what everybody thought. And he opens it up with, now talk to me about the Supreme Court. No opening in that, and that's a great topic, by the way, for him to open on, because there's not a lot of ways for her to pivot that into what he's talking about, and not a lot of ways for him to pivot that into an attack on Bill. They... Both then are put in a scenario where they actually have to talk policy. And that followed into the second segment, which, if I remember correctly, was on immigration. And again, they're still fo- talking strictly about policy. Then into the third segment is when all, when, when all hell broke loose. But I really liked uh, how he moderated the debate. What about you? No, I think... Um you know, Chris Wallace did a, a fine job. And, it is Chris you know, Wallace. What did I say? No, it's is it Chris Wallace? See, this is the problem, ladies and gentlemen. This is the problem. Is it Mike Wallace or or Chris Wallace? This is Chris Wallace. Okay, because Mike Wallace was on CBS. Nope. Here we go. Mike Wallace is the moderator from from tonight's debate. So yeah. Either way, no. To Wallace. God damn it. No. <laughs> Mike Wallace is from 60 Minutes. Chris Wallace is from Fox News. Exactly. Son of a bitch. See, folks, I did a lot of research on facts and figures and everything before the debate. You know the stuff that you don't research? Name of the moderator. Because you don't expect to have to mention him. And then he kicks ass. Sorry, Chris Wallace. I apologize. I almost That's called- the thing. And, and I think Chris Wallace did a fine job. But at the same time, and you, you kind of hope whoever the moderator was going to be was going to be the most stringent person after the last two events we had, you know? But I think Chris Wallace would... I I think he did a great job. Don't get me wrong. Um, I think him... Um, I, yeah, I, I think he's the only person I can really think of for, as a moderator that could actually do what he did and everything. And, you know, he really interjected. I mean, and that's that's the problem with, you know, Trump and Clinton is that they talk over each other so much that you have to interject. You know, you, you need that kind of East Coast mentality to really talk over somebody just to make your point across. Because if you don't, then, you know, you're just going to just sit there and be like, okay, yell, I'll just sit here. I'm getting paid one way or another. I don't care. And 
Okay, folks, that's it. Shut the lights off. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? No, I do. I do. It's just, there's there's also an aspect when you're when you're dealing with what they've been doing. I want to get back to what you said about them talking over each other. You know, this has been that's been a problem for the last few deba- uh, presidential uh, debates where you've had people not feeling like you're not getting the right amount of time or whatever, and then they bring it down, it turns out to be right. But the thing that I want to give him credit for is when they were talking over each other is when they were doing the most attacking to each other, and it really became a question of who you were paying attention to more in that moment. But to Wallace's credit, anytime he could really pin them down on something they were saying that was false or something that they had said in the campaign that they had said like on the trail had proven false, he held them to it. I, I really liked that. I liked how he went, and it, both of them, by the way. He went after Clinton, and he went after Trump, and he was like, you said this, or you've promised this, or you've done this. And realistically, the only way you're going to get an honest outcome of this whole thing is if the moderator forces them to respond to some of the stuff they said. Now, the last time we did this debate, we did a debate show uh, the night of, which was for the first debate. You know, we went through and did PolitiFact and, and kind of went through all of them. I'm going to focus on just a few of them. Uh, the $6 billion that were lost as a result of NAFTA, PolitiFact that Trump mentioned, PolitiFact has put that in a liar, liar, pants on fire. I love the way that they do that. Uh Clinton's tax plan overwhelmingly helps the wealthy. It's rated as 100% true. Uh, Trump said that Clinton would double taxes for Americans. That was rated as false. Uh, Biggest investment since World War II. Not that simple. Uh, He did say that he wanted Japan to have a nuclear weapon, which you and I will get into in a little bit. Uh, The Clinton Foundation did take money from the Middle East. Trump is saying a situation similar to Warren Buffett is false. Uh, Trump is the first candidate to not release his tax returns. Uh, let's see. Uh, Trump's claim that Clinton failed to keep U.S. troops in Iraq is false. Trump's claims about Obamacare premiums going up is partially accurate. That's it, rated in the middle. And finally, Trump repeats false claim that illegal immigrants are treated better than military veterans. So if you go through this whole thing, most of what Trump said when he was attacking was wrong. Uh, anything where Hillary was attacking him, she tended to be on point. Anything she said to defend herself kind of never got rated as a lie it just gets rated as not sure or mostly true i'm telling you right now i i just i think donald trump did very very well tonight i think aj that this changes some of what we've been hearing about this is a sure thing cnn released a poll today i don't know if you saw it at some point, and it basically put Hillary Clinton at 303 electoral votes, Donald Trump, I think, at 183, and they were both, all of them were just like, look, if, if unless Donald Trump does something spectacular tonight, this thing is over. I think Donald Trump saved his campaign at least a little bit for, for another two days until whatever Hindenburg-like disaster strikes his campaign coming up. Yeah, um... You know, this debate is really... Oh, the humanity. What? I was just doing the Hindenburg. Oh, what does that mean? This debate was really... It was was really important. It it can be the deciding factor for Trump or Clinton. Um, You know, last time I saw 538, they had her at 83%. You know, winning and everything. 
if Trump's, you know, panache, uh, whatever you want to call what he did tonight, um, warped, um, that 83% for Clinton could be bumped down to 60%. Um, or may go in the 40% range. Who knows? But um, this debate is really... It's really decisive. It, it can be decisive for either one of them. And, but it also, I mean, we, we're, we're 20 days out. And, you know, there's still states that they're still going to visit. They're still going to be doing, Trump's going to be doing his rallies. Hillary's going to be talking to all of her connections and what's going on and everything. And I don't know. I, I just... I just I'm just really interested to see what the next you know 24 hours maybe 36 hours and seeing where these poll numbers are going to be at for both Trump and Clinton. Yeah, I definitely. I mean, we're not going to do a full hour tonight, folks. Uh, probably just said it at the top. We're going to do about half an hour tonight, and then we're going to wait a couple of days and really see what the fallout of this is because the polls that come out in the next few days are going to be very important. Uh, there are some things that I you know I, I AJ when I watch politics I do nothing if not think of you. Um, oh. <laughs> when they were getting into the immigration discussion, did you feel, I mean, I know that we're going back. The thing about some of these debates is because they're so eventful, unlike previous presidential debates, you, you tend to forget some of this. But early on in the debate, when they switched over to immigration, I really feel like Chris Wallace put Hillary Clinton on her heels um, as far as the open border policies and the trade deals that came out in her emails. Uh, Trump, I actually feel like that was the moment where he really scored some big points. And that continued into the, what they got into in segment three, which was the economy. And I'm really going to be honest with you. There, there is a, about a four-minute segment that they are going to run like crazy on the Trump website and in every commercial for the next two weeks. And it's going to be that segment where he was really going after her for the 50. He goes, you've been in politics for 30 years. Why haven't you fixed this in the last 20? And... What was the line? I wrote it down because I, I really thought it was important. If you don't like, this was actually going into segment four, but it, it related to the taxes and stuff. If you don't like what I did, you should have changed the law. And I'm, I'm not going to lie, man. At that moment, Donald Trump beat her in, in, in that particular argument. And, and it's, it's the, the only problem with it is, like, what is he really saying? He's saying I'm a piece of shit, but you let me be a piece of shit, so you're the bigger piece of shit. It's 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 the this election is insane. The whole the whole night was crazy. He, even the, starting on policy and like, it, you know what it felt like, dude? It felt like it felt like Pacquiao Mayweather is what it felt like tonight. Mm-hmm. You show up, you're expecting the bloodiest title fight you've ever seen because everyone's hyped this up to be this blood feud, to end all blood feuds. We're going to see some Game of Thrones shit. And we show up, and, well, ladies and gentlemen, the first question is about the Supreme Court and their justices. Get ready to get bogged down in policy. I'm Chris Wallace. Welcome to Fox News, where we apparently care about that tonight. That's the weirdest thing, too. You got a Fox News anchor moderating this debate, and it's the most professional debate of the three. What the fuck has happened to this planet, AJ? Oh, um, it, it's been fucked. And, and you know, whether well, it's going to be a Clinton administration or a Trump administration, um, the issues that we are facing today, well... <sighs> 
exponentially are going to get worse. I mean, there's all there all there is to it. Um, you know, you start out with the immigration bit because um, I was really interested in hearing that more for Hillary because I, I, I understood her stance over the years and you know I don't know I mean from me personally someone who really feels that borders political borders is what we're really talking about is um you know more division in our world than anything else and especially when you know, when we're talking about people in a country who have been really oppressed by not only their own government, but, you know, the free trade policies that we had and everything. And so, I, I, I you know, if I was on that stage with them, obviously as a third-party person, you know, I would say, you know, I wouldn't have no borders whatsoever. I wouldn't have no borders between Canada and Mexico. Um, I think borders are just stupid. I mean, just look at Israel and Palestine for for God's sakes. Um, no pun intended. And so I just think, you know, it's just really stupid and everything. But if I was in Clinton or Trump's camp, you know, I can see both sides of the argument they're talking about and everything. But on immigration, that is. But I have to say, and I can't emphasize this enough. A Trump or Clinton administration is going to exponentially get worse because we are going to be in another new chapter when it comes to international relations, when it comes to domestic policy and everything. Uh, we heard Trump's international policy, kind of. Um, he wants to be an isolationist. He wants to make sure that we think of ourselves and not think of allies and potential allies or you know trying to talk to those who are against us on different policies and everything um he, both trump and clinton really believe in a market economy and everything and not once have they talked about workers and how to make them better not once have they talked about how they actually believe in fractional capitalism and how oh, they're liberal parties are going to be a benefit for the private sector not for everyone else and everything so you know both of the all three of these debates and town halls that we saw are just have been nauseating for me and everybody knows where i stand on most of these issues and everything i'm just glad they're over with but i'm just i'm sorry um the the, the future for chicago podcast network and this show and other shows when it comes to a Clinton or Trump administration will be great because we get to talk about the problems that they're putting on to us. All right. We, we've been doing this for a while tonight and I know we want to get a chance for both of us to check in with all of the late night stuff that's going to be happening and all the news. And I'm sure that you'll run to your liberal corners of the world, the social justice warrior that you are. Talking about your globalist economy with no borders, without people understanding that. And it's funny, I, I, I've told you this before, AJ, that when the election started getting really bad, I started marathoning through the West Wing again. Yeah. And I got to the episode where they talk about people getting crazy about the WTO and fighting about it. Yes. And it gets <laughs> and, and it gets to that great scene where Toby explains why it matters. And his exact words is like, it, it's one of those moments where you kind of go... 
if Hillary Clinton wanted to beat him, all she'd have to do is watch that show and quote some of the lines. Because here's the simple thing. like, well, No matter what you say, why do I want open trade borders? Because it stops people from having war. If you have free and open trade with another country, you don't go to war with them. It's that simple. And everything else after that is, is incredibly complicated and, and difficult to work through. But, you know, you, you, you do what you can to make as much peace as you can. But at the end of the day... This election isn't about that. We all keep doing this. We all keep acting like there's a policy in place or there's something that we need to do. It comes down to the simple th- point, and as much as it kills me to admit it with her, Hillary Clinton, won. I do think, won the debate with the most important moment, which is everyone who I speak to says that Donald Trump shouldn't be, like, I'm paraphrasing, but you know, all of these national security experts, everybody says that giving Donald Trump the, the nuclear launch codes is incredibly dangerous. And that's what, and that's just what policy seems to be. And at the end of the day, that's what this election is about. And I don't know if Donald Trump, to anybody who is on the fence about what to do, which at this point I got, you got to ask the question, you know, what the hell are you doing if you're not decided by now with the amount of time that this shit's on TV? But if you're not decided, I don't know if either camp did anything tonight to win anybody over. I really do think this is a... Day of election. If you wake up and you didn't eat chili last night, you'll probably vote for Hillary Clinton. If you had chili and your stomach's not feeling good, you might vote Trump. Like that's that's the kind of election that I think this is going to be. I, I but I think it's the election for us here in the United States is going to be what the referendum vote was for the UK when it comes to Brexit, um, because like that referendum vote there are a lot of people who are on the fence and they heard a lot of debate and conversations as to the pros and cons of leaving the european union and everything and there are a lot of also people who are very unsettled with leaving the european union and some people were very unsettled of staying in the european union and everything and for those of us who watched that vote taking place during the middle of the night and seeing the win to leave the UK um, is going to be that same feeling, whether it's Clinton or Trump. Um, it's it's the very things what you just said, Nick. And you know, if there's away from the Brexit vote that we this happened over there, um, you know, it all comes down to all of our votes and. It's just going to be interesting, and for those of you who are going to vote and then sleep, and tomorrow you're going to be happy. You may want to be in bed for the next 24 hours. I don't know, but like you said, it's going to be the day of, and to the next day on November 9th, it's going to be a unique journey for all all of us. We'll know what kind of world we're going to have. On that day at about, oh, I would imagine 1045 or so, um, Eastern Standard Time. Though I imagine they're going to be calling this election much, much earlier. But AJ, before we get out of here for the day, before we do anything, I thought it would be important to remind people of a couple things. And I'd like you to chime in when you feel that it's appropriate. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this show, we really do thank you. And we, we've been, as, as part of everybody else... In, who makes up whatever the hell media is nowadays, we encourage you to vote. That We don't even like really spend a lot of time saying that because we feel that if you're listening to this show, chances are you're a voter. But 
if for whatever reason you're one of those people who's saying, I'm just not going to vote this year, there are races on election day that are actually, in some cases, not this election maybe, but in other elections where your down-ballot votes matter more. And AJ has made a life of fighting for third-party candidates, smaller candidates, to get on to get on ballots at these level of offices. And as much as we all fight about President of the United States, it's your town hall, it's your school board, it's your local judges, it's your state and state senates and state congressmen, your House of Representatives, congressman your united states senator these are also people that really matter so if you're going to walk into the booth on election day and not know who to vote for that's okay if you don't want to vote for president i honestly would say vote for somebody i don't care if you write in hulk hogan in fact you should probably do that or write in mickey mouse he gets one percent of the vote every year anyway but vote for your other races vote for judges Vote for senators, vote for vote for congressmen. I think you can tell from listening to our show that we're a pretty liberal show, and I encourage you to vote Democrat as much as possible because, well, anything that gets that agenda moving forward, I'm a big supporter of. AJ will tell you to vote for, well, AJ, you know, vote for third-party candidates, correct? Yeah. Exactly. But most importantly, go out and vote. But here's another thing that we want you to focus on besides the right to vote and all of that. You will have heard... A lot of sound bites this election. You've seen the clips on CNN. You've seen clips on YouTube. And most clips that you see of politicians consist of what are called 10-word answers. And 10-word answers take super complicated issues. Issues that it is there is no easy solution to. You saw tonight, if you or last night if you're listening to this, In the third presidential debate, very complicated world problems dumbed down to make you sound, to make people, make them sound like they are easy solves. They are not. When Donald Trump stands up there on stage and says, we're going to fix ISIS, we're going to bomb ISIS, but really doesn't give you any idea what he's going to say, he says, well, I'm going to use the element of surprise. Okay, fine. But that's not an answer. That doesn't give you any idea of what his actual strategy would be. And believe me, you can answer that question without giving stuff away. They're 10-word answers. And AJ, in the best of traditions from our old radio show to what we do now, I present to you, ladies and gentlemen, the best thing about 10-word answers you will ever hear from the best show on politics of all time. Many economists have stated that the tax cut, which is the centerpiece of your economic agenda, could actually harm the economy. Is now really the time to cut taxes? You bet it is. We need to cut taxes for one reason. The American people know how to spend their money better than the federal government does. President, your rebuttal. There it is. What the hell? He's got it. That's the 10-word answer my staff's been looking for for two weeks. There it is. Ten-word answers can kill you in political campaigns. They're the tip of the sword. Here's my question. What are the next ten words of your answer? Your taxes are too high, so are mine. Give me the next ten words. How are we going to do it? Give me ten after that. I'll drop out of the race right now. Every once in a while, every once in a while, there's a day with an absolute right and an absolute wrong. But those days almost always include body counts. Other than that, there aren't very many unnuanced moments in leading a country that's way too big for ten words. I'm the president of the United States, not the president of the people who agree with me. 
By the way, if the left has a problem with that, they should vote for somebody else. That, ladies and gentlemen, is from an episode of The West Wing called Game On. It is the debate episode. It's on Netflix if you want to check it out. But I feel that's a good way to sum up what you see in a presidential debate. Would you agree with me, my good friend? Oh, absolutely. And that's one. There's a lot of scenes I like in The West Wing, but that's probably within my top ten. You heard ten-word answers tonight, folks. Now, they're not always ten words, so don't go back and count, oh, that was ten, and no, they're wrong. You get the idea of what we're saying. The sentiment is there. Short answers aren't the answer. And I guess we haven't actually, despite if you listen to the show, AJ, ever officially endorsed anybody. Um, and I don't think we're going to start now because I would never presume to make my company speak for you. But I will simply say that I, Nick Serrano, suggest that you vote for Hillary Clinton for president of the United States for the simplest of all reasons. If you are in a battleground state, if you're one of our listeners who listen overseas and you're on an absentee ballot, because we apparently are very big in Belarus, if you are voting and you don't know what to do, I'm going to paint you a scenario. And it's a very simple one. It is 2 o'clock in the morning. India and Pakistan, two countries who don't like each other very much and have a region of territory that they fight over all the time called Kashmir, are about to go to war over Kashmir. Out of nothing, something happened at one of their border cross points, and now they've moved troops to both sides of the borders. These are countries that have nuclear weapons. And in about 25 minutes, you're going to have to make the most important decision of the 20th century as to whether or not to intervene to stop nuclear weapons from going off in India and Pakistan. And how you decide to handle that issue diplomatically or the military or however you choose to do it will determine everything. And the only way that you're going to be able to make that right decision is to spend an hour and a half the night before having read up on this potential problem or having prior knowledge of the situation do you trust that donald trump will go to the study in the white house and do the homework necessary to become an expert on india and pakistan in 12 hours because i don't and that's why i'm voting for hillary clinton aj well as nick said you know um I'm going to be the person who tells you to um, vote third party and, you know, from this election and through other people that, you know, voting for a third party is going to, you know, be a vote for Hillary and vote for Trump. And like I said in previous episodes, and I've kind of, you know, flushed that out a few times over, that your vote's your vote, especially the kind of popularity contest that we have in the United States. And sure, the Electoral College is there and everything, and that's really more important between Trump and Hillary at this point. But when it comes to your actual vote, you know, like Nick said, outside of the presidency, you know, there are down ticket candidates that are important to you, um, our listeners here at the Chicago Podcast Network. You know, the presidency is very important to all of us, but uh, it may be your state rep district that may be very important to you. It may be Chicago Water Reclamation District that's going on in Chicago. It could be, you know, a, a Senate, state Senate race that's going on. Maybe a U.S. Senate race. Maybe it's something else. But there's also that, and there's also referendums that are on the ballot, especially here in Illinois and elsewhere. And those are very, very important things to vote for because there are people on the ground who make, got the petitions, got the signatures, went through the legal process to put them on the ballot for you the voter to have it on the statewide ballot 
And now you have that opportunity to vote for whatever is on your ticket. And I encourage you to look at those things over. And there are synopsises for each of those items and everything. All right, buddy. Um, well, folks, that's going to end it for our debate round three fight show here we got at the out front uh, on the Chicago Podcast Network. That was AJ Scanary over the interwebs. AJ, say goodbye to the wonderful people. Bye, people. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back with another episode on Friday, kind of dealing with the fallout of this debate. But until then, please find us on Facebook, Chicago Podcast Network. You can find us on Twitter, Chi-Town Podcast One. And you can email us on Gmail, Chicago Podcast Network at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, downloading. Please recommend to people that you sh- they should also listen to us. Subscribe on iTunes. Uh, rate us highly if you have the opportunity to do so. Or just send us a message and let us know that we're loved. Because I get lonely and sad. But I'm always here. Yeah, well, that broke down. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the phrase that we use at this point is, we out! Go Cubs. Son of a bitch! It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. You have been listening to the Chicago Podcast Network.